We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the regular season finale of the NFC East Feast, where the song remains the same. We've got two teams jostling for playoff position and we've got two teams john that will be drafting most likely in the top five of this april's nfl draft yeah yeah um you know it's a i'm looking trying to switch things to a positive light here brian's 2024 new year's resolutions uh losing losing in this case scenario is good for my commanders so Yes, you you may have uh, some big changes um, uh, as of this coming Monday. We'll get into that in a little bit. But we have to start with Saturday night football, probably the game of the week. My Dallas Cowboys have the referees on their side. Controversial ending to beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, They win 20 to 19. I'm sure everybody who's listening saw what happened. Did Eric Decker or a report uh, as a, an eligible tackle? The referees call it illegal touching. Craziest part to me is nobody is uh, second guessing Dan Campbell for again going for the two point conversion from like the six or seven yard line. Seven. I don't know a whole lot about coaching, but I, I would imagine the playbook doesn't exactly open up when you go for a two point conversion from the seven yard line. If it's me, I would just kick the field goal. You held Dallas to 20 points, a, a prolific offense at home. I would let my defense come back on the field and defend for overtime. Uh, but Detroit, Dan, he goes for it. I respect it. They do not get it. The Cowboys squeak away with the victory. Just uh, And it's, of course, every, everyone, as they so always do, uh, scrutinizes the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, as a homer position, being a Cowboys fan, I think of uh, the Des Bryant catch back in the day. Like, I feel like my mm-hmm. Cowboys have been hosed so many times over the years. Like, we finally get the referees on our side. But I totally get it um, from an antagonist position that, you know, we got away with one a little bit. But the previous drive, uh, a tripping penalty is called, I believe, on our tight end, Peyton Hendershot. Should have been called on the Lions defensive end. Yes, Hutchinson, and that would have essentially ended the game. So, but like always, the penalties and the referees, it goes back and forth. It's an ebb and flow. To me, the Cowboys played good, not great. Once again, Tony Pollard in the running game is a huge concern. John, I would have loved to see us sign Dalvin Cook when I saw that the Ravens got him off of waivers. We talked about that early on in the season that we thought he might be a good fit for you guys when he was unsigned. Yes, but... I've said it last week. I think I've said it several times throughout the season. 
the Dallas Cowboys are too Dak and CD reliant. CD Lamb sets the Dallas Cowboy record. I think he has 221 yards receiving in route to that single game record. He also eclipses Michael Irvin for most total catches and most total yards for a season for a Dallas Cowboys receiver. We're talking about the play Michael Mike playmaker Michael Irvin. We're talking about Drew Pearson, Des Bryant, the lineage of wide receivers that have come out of Dallas. But C.D. Lamb stands alone, having the most prolific season. But could you imagine in the playoffs if we, let's just say we we play a team like uh, the Rams, and the Rams decide to double cover C.D. Lamb and just say, "Hey, let, let's let's backpedal our defensive backs and let Tony Pollard beat us." That scares me. Uh, Tyler Smith, our left guard tears his plantar fasciitis in this game apparently that's not as bad of an injury as i thought he will be able to play in the upcoming playoffs but i was very delighted to see we sign um lyle collins uh, a former dallas cowboy had a, a big contract to go over to the Bengals, but he, he disappointed there comes back to dallas so at least that provides us a little bit of depth but all in all john you think the cowboys got away with on uh, this past saturday I do, man. I really do. And I and I get what you're saying about the tripping penalty. I think that the biggest thing is just that it happened. You know, no one likes to see penalties decide outcomes of games. And right. that one just hurts because obviously it's the Dallas Cowboys and everybody hates the Cowboys, right? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, you know, it's a primetime game too. I mean, that, that call is going to get notoriety no matter what time or day it's played. But it's a primetime game. Everybody's watching. Um, the person I happen to be watching with uh, actually had some money on the game, uh, multiple parlays. I think I told you guys about it. And he would have hit like for like four four grand oh if, uh, if that touchdown stood. So he was pretty <laughs> upset. Um, but no, I mean, it's frustrating because it's such a ticky-tack thing, especially when it looks like, you know, Decker um, does report to the ref. So, but it is what it is. I think to your point, I think, Dan Campbell being an ex player, you know, at times he's, he's perfect for that team. And he's definitely made the team in his image. Like you said, he would, they're biting kneecaps off. Right. But yes, sir. in that moment, I think, yeah, emotion took over and he, uh, he should have definitely kicked that field, the kick, the extra point in that scenario. Once they get that penalty, uh, and that backs them up to the seven. Um, I even thought, didn't they, then they got another penalty that moved them back up and they went for it again. Didn't they? Yes, they did. They sure did. Yeah, I would have kicked it in either situation. Once you fail, that takes all the momentum out of your drive. His point, which was a good one in his press conference, I don't know if you saw it, was number one, their plan was we're on the road, we're going down, and we're going for two. We're winning this game. So it didn't matter. Like I said, I think emotions get caught up for him, and he just wants to go for the win, especially when it feels like it gets taken away from you like that. Um, but he also the point he made was that you know we score touchdowns like that all year long from anywhere, you know, within the 10, basically. So he had full confidence in his team, and I get it, but that one definitely stings for the Lions. Um, but big win for your Cowboys, man, to, to sneak away with one like that uh, at the end of the season. Um, you guys are definitely building momentum towards the playoffs at this point, it feels like. But to your point, I completely agree with you. Uh, the NFL has changed so much over the last decade and wide receivers are so important. The passing game is so important, but when it gets to the playoffs, 
you got to have a run game, man. You got to have a run game, and you guys at least have the defensive piece. Um, you guys have ebbed and flowed a little bit, obviously, throughout the season, but, you know, the defense is good. Um, but without the complement of that running game, it's going to be hard to control games come the postseason. I mean, you look at your rushing. I mean, Tony Pollard obviously didn't jump off the page, but then Dak and C.D. Lamb are your next two best rushers. So not it's good. like <laughs> that's not sustainable in the playoffs probably, especially when you got to play – you know, juggernauts like uh, like the 49ers, you know, ultimately if you want to get to the Super Bowl. So I do think there's a lot of encouraging things. It's been awesome to watch C.D. Lamb, to your point, like just doing freaking crazy stuff out there. So, um, no, I mean, you got to be excited as a Cowboys fan. And like I said, you sneak away with a win. So it's hard to, hard to uh, complain about a W. I'm excited for the effort of the defense. Uh, Detroit rookie running back Jameer Gibbs had been on an absolute terror going into this game. We we contained him pretty well. Montgomery was the better of the two running backs. He actually got into the end zone. But Detroit's rushing game is is uh, nothing to be scoffed at. They still had 125 rushing yards, got in the end zone. Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion, probably one of the bigger Pro Bowl snubs, had 90 yards yeah. in the touchdown. So Detroit still moved the ball well, but the defense bent but they did not break. And uh, Dak Prescott, again, 345 yards passing. I, I would think that Lamar Jackson's probably going to win the MVP. But, of course, Lamar is an AFC quarterback. But I would say confidently going into these playoffs, regardless of the results of our Week 18 game, I think Dak Prescott is probably the quarterback in the NFC that I have the most confidence in. Uh, of yeah. course, if if Brock Purdy has a home game in the NFC championship against Dallas, hard to bet against him, especially when he has the lead, but I still have a lot of confidence. Dak comes out in prime time with a lot of pressure and plays well. So uh, let's, let's, let's see. Uh, and, and, and for me, of course, the highlight of this game, uh, Jimmy Johnson coming out of halftime, getting into yeah, the ring really of honor cool. saying, how about them Cowboys? It was school, so cool. Troy Aikman, um, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, all the boys are tearing up, you know, like, the uh, the bias in me likes to say that like like this was the moment because Jimmy the curse is over we put Jimmy in the ring of honor now we're gonna win the Super Bowl but all in all let's let's keep it real <laughs> it was just it was just a good night um to be a Cowboys fan uh, let's move on to uh, Sunday on New Year's Eve we had uh, John I, I'm just gonna throw it to you I, I, how much do you want to break down the game the the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. They come to Washington. They win 27 to 10. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't have a ton of thoughts. I mean, this game kind of went exactly how we all thought it would. Um, lackluster performance kind of. Um, I mean, I like. I was kind of encouraged by Sam Howell's resilience. I mean, he's kind of been through an up-and-down season, second season in a row that Ron and his staff have mismanaged the quarterback position, uh, especially at the end of the season. Um but uh, Sam, Sam showed some resiliency. You know, he, he had a decent game. He throws two bad picks. It was nice to see Terry McLaurin involved and in, in scoring touchdowns. Brian Robinson, encouraging to see him back on the field uh, after the little hammy uh, tweak that he had. So I, it wasn't fun to watch. I didn't even watch a ton of it. Um, but, uh, you know, flipping back and forth between that and red zone or watching it on my phone. But um yeah, I mean, it's, what are you going to say? 49ers are good. This is what you're supposed to do when you're the 49ers and you play a bad team, uh, a team in turmoil. So kudos to the 49ers. Um, they controlled pretty much every aspect of this game. Um, but it was encouraging, like I said, to see a little bit of uh, a little bit of moxie, a little bit of late. 
season guts from a team that uh, has ultimately nothing to play for at this point. Yeah, Sam Howell gets the start in this game. That was a surprise. Everyone thought Jacoby Brissett was going to start, I believe, because of an injury. They inserted Sam Howell. And something I think that Sam should um, be commended for is Sam will start the regular season finale against Dallas. He will be the first Washington quarterback to start every regular season game since Kirk Cousins way back in, I think, 2017. So, you know, the kid took a lot of sacks, took a lot of lumps. Had some hard learning experiences, but you know what? He stood in there every single game. So whether or not you guys go after a quarterback in the draft, we'll probably talk about that later in this pod. And certainly as we do some off-season podcasts. But Sam Howell hung in there tough. And listen, this is the San Francisco 49ers. You know, th- none of their starters are going to be playing this coming week. And there's a reason for that. Because they are dominant. They are prolific. They had nine pro bowlers. They are probably the second best team in the NFL. With all due respect to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they are the best team in the NFC. And uh, this coming Monday, Ron Rivera will, will most likely be fired. And, uh, yep. you know, we will move on from the Washington Commanders <laughs> and that and uh, talk about. Maybe, maybe literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> There's been some yes. talk. Season ticket holders are putting some pressure on the ownership group, apparently, uh, for rebranding. So let's see. We shall see. The New York football giants put up a hell of a fight against the Rams. The, the The Rams right now, one of the hottest teams in football. They are riding their running back. Kyron Williams has another 100-yard game. It's crazy the guy keeps producing. Many of you out there um, who are counting your fantasy football winnings are probably because you scooped up Kyron Williams in week two or you scooped up Puka Nakua, who is, uh, I believe, about 50 yards away from setting the all-time rookie record for like almost 1,500 receiving yards as a rookie. Cooper Cup gets into the end zone. Matthew Stafford plays good but not great. Uh, but Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod is safe. He did turn the ball over in this game, but he was um, throwing deep balls downfield to Darius Slayton using his legs. And the Giants, um, right now, they're they're a live dog. I mean, we'll talk about their matchup with the Eagles upcoming, but I really thought that the Rams right now, one of the more sneaky, dangerous teams in the NFC. I thought that this wouldn't be such a close game, but uh, all due respect to Brian Dable, he proves that he is a good coach. And if they get the quarterback position right, we'll see what happens with them in the offseason. But to me, John, the Giants, um, a a good loss, if that's such a thing here uh, late in the season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the biggest takeaway is what you just mentioned. Like, I don't think that we talked about it early on, like when when the Giants were slipping, obviously, they've had their issues at quarterback with uh, Daniel Jones out for the season. But, you know, people started questioning, you know, was that a one year kind of blip for uh, the coaching staff there? But I think throughout the season, you've shown Brian Dable, uh, especially here now that you're getting toward the end of the season, and you're in close games like this with playoff caliber teams. Um, it's just a reminder that you guys did get the coach right. Um, I'm definitely jealous of it because I, I do I do think he's got a, a decently bright future there. Um, to your point, if they can get the quarterback uh, correct, I think that is one of the most difficult things going into the offseason because Tyrod has played well. Uh, you know, Tommy DeVito won them some mm-hmm. games, kept them in some games. Daniel Jones, you just paid a bunch of money to like – this just kind of muddies the waters with the quarterback room there. 
Um, so I don't know what next year has in store for the Giants in that regard at this point. It'll probably uh, deter- be determined based on how draft picks flush out and all that stuff. But um, yeah, you got to be encouraged as a Giants fan. I mean, again, a playoff caliber team that played pretty well. I mean, Matt Stafford throws two picks, but they've been a hot team, as you mentioned. So to uh, to to make a stand like that at the end of the year, it just shows uh, I think not only that you've got some players that are still willing to gut it out, but I think that's a reflection of the coaching staff ultimately. Could not agree more. Uh, the Giants will end their season uh, probably hoping to spoil Philadelphia's chances of a uh, mm-hmm. uh, of a divisional or championship. Or at least you hope. Yes, or the, I, I, I certainly <laughs> hope. Uh, speaking of those Eagles, let's talk about another loss for Philadelphia. Guys, the Eagles end December with just one win. The Cardinals, let, let us shout him out. Uh, George Van Riper would love to have to uh, gloat right now and say he called the Cardinals winning last week. I thought that was kind of cute. But Kyler Murray uh, plays a game that I think should remind NFL fans of why I would say the Cardinals are probably the only team that will be drafting at the top of this coming April draft that will not be looking at a quarterback. I think if you're the Cardinals, I think they're sitting at like number three right now. Kyler Murray, you just paid that guy a lot of money. Just go draft him Marvin Harrison and give him another weapon because that kid's yeah. good. I, he's undersized. He probably runs a little too much, but he gutted this team on a tough road victory. James Connor, Cardinals running back, has one of his better games of the season. Dude rushed for almost 130 yards caught the ball for an additional touchdown, got into the uh, red zone, excuse me, the end zone twice in this game. And the Eagles just continue to struggle. Uh, visible frustrations. A.J. Brown storms out on the media. Devontae Smith leaves the game on crushes. He's questionable for this upcoming week. Jalen Hurts turns the ball over again. And there's, a, John, there's some internal struggle going on here. Like, there, there's some reports that the locker room has been divided. And that, like, this is a team who won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson, and then they moved off of him. By no means do I think that Nick Sirianni is going to get fired. But whatever is happening with this Sean Desai, Matt Patricia defense, this defense sucks. They're just, they're not good. And uh, this new Ben Johnson uh, or uh, offensive coordinator, he is not Shane Steichen. The Eagles are absolutely concerning right now and i th- i think i'm i'm sounding the fire alarm this could be a one and done playoff team that is absolutely the way it's looking right now um i saw a funny meme this morning i don't know if you've ever seen it it's been used multiple times but it's the john travolta meme from uh greece where he's looking done up he's got sandy in the car everything's going great and then the next meme is the uh pulp fiction John Travolta (laughs) just wrecked with Uma Thurman. And that's, (laughs) that is a pretty good summation of last year to this year now for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they are coming into this playoffs now uh, looking like a haggard team and they do not have the momentum needed. um, I think like your, to, to your point to, to make a, a deep run here. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Philadelphia Eagles have shown enough grit over the last year and a half. Uh, or I guess almost two full seasons now at this point, that it'd be yes. hard to, to ca- count them out or at least not give them a fighter's chance, right? But yeah, with all of the turmoil between the coaching staff and I didn't hear about the, the locker room being divided. That is pretty interesting. But A.J. Brown comes out in a, in a press conference and says, you know, 
it, the onus is on us. It's not on the coaches. And I think that, again, that's a good reflection of, uh, of at least leadership in the coaching staff and Nick Sirianni. Um, but he basically just said players got to make plays. I mean, you let Kyler come out there in what, like his third or fourth start now um, and throw three touchdowns. Like defensively, man, you guys just – you guys – are, I, I felt like they were better than this. Um, I know that, yeah. you know, they lost some players from last year, but you also gained a lot of players and that defense was a juggernaut just a year ago. Um, so it's kind of a head scratcher uh, to see them in the position that they are right now, um, but they still have weapons. They can still play with the likes of anybody, I think, um, outside of maybe the 49ers. I mean, you guys had yeah. a great game against them. So, um, yeah, I think it could be very likely. Um, I don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts, um, but this season good. has not. Yeah, turning the ball, this, it's kind of what I was saying about the Cowboys, right? I mean, their run game kind of has all but disappeared. Um, they use DeAndre Swift more so as a catching back um, than they do out of the backfield. Um, and, their, and their defense has shriveled over the last year. So that's not a recipe to win, um, especially if Jalen Hurts continues the trend of turning the ball over um, as they head towards the playoffs. So not how you want to end the season when you've already essentially clinched a playoff position. Um, but we shall see as, as time will tell. Dude, the, the Arizona Cardinals, which is so hilarious to me, played our entire division this year. And yeah. uh, they defeated the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And they lost to the Washington Commanders <laughs> and the New York Giants. like Very early on in the season. Yes. And Washington, but, Washington tried to lose that game. But still, the, the fact that these guys have uh, spoiled the Eagles season and potentially we'll see what happens in Week 18 if that, that Arizona loss could come back to haunt the Cowboys. So, and that was Joshua Dobbs, my goodness, who is now probably a third string quarterback for the Vikings. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. it just shows you um, the NFL is, is so topsy turvy. It's so much fun. All right, John, as we get into week 18, I want to do something a little different for my quarterback rankings. Let's put aside the fact that you may be happy with Sam Howell. I want to have an uh, imaginary scenario where you guys bring in the next young, hot offensive coach. Let's say it's uh, uh, Johnson from the Detroit Lions, okay? And uh, the Harris group decides to get this new offensive coach, and he's not satisfied with the film that he's seen on Sam Howell. And, hey, we, we could have the number two draft pick. So uh, let's just, uh, you know, so wh whether or not the Chicago Bears decide to move off of Justin Fields, we've got, look at what Michael Penix did this past week um, to yeah. that Texas defense. I want you to do a quarterback rankings this week, my friend. One through four. I've got Caleb Williams. I've got Drake May. I've got Michael Penix. And I've got Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner. If you want to throw Bo Nix in there, too, that guy could be a first-round pick. J.J. McCarthy looks pretty good. Where do you, as a potential Washington fan, looking at this quarterback class, how do you rank your potential next starting quarterback? Um, man, that's a good question. That's tough. So I, I haven't watched a ton of uh, Drake May, um, but I know that there's a lot of um, there was there's been a lot of celebration around him. To me, um, he's kind of Sam Howell-esque from what I've seen. I mean, outside of being a bigger, stronger quarterback with, right. you know, you know, maybe a little bit bigger arm, he's got the size on Sam and that might be about it. Um, it's same so college, hard. right? Yeah, same, same college university. too, right? Very, very prototypical uh, 
North Carolina quarterback there, but um, it, this may be recency bias, but I'm more, I, we, we moved up obviously years ago in a, in a widely speculated trade uh, for RG3. Um, but typically outside of that, typically I'm not the kind of guy that wants um, a high, high draft pick to go to the quarterback position. Um, but in today's NFL, that's a lot of the, that's, that's how you win a lot of times. I still think, um, I'm giving a caveat to my answer here. I still think that uh, drafting offensive line is going to be the most important thing here. So what I would like, uh, I guess, to answer your question, at two, recency bias, I like Michael Penix. Um, I also like Jaden Daniels a lot. Um, I think I would have to go Caleb Williams next and then Drake May fourth. Sure. Um but you but, put Olu, you know, Olu Fashanu would be above all those guys. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it would be more of a let's see what we can do with that number two pick to trade back because as much, again, recency bias, I don't think that Penix is going to be as high a draft pick as Caleb Williams or Drake May. Um, I'm no NFL scout. This is just obviously a fan perspective here. So uh, if there would be any sort of possibility that we could move, uh, move back from two, um, and, and garner, you know, more options um, or go with, like you said, Olu Fashano um, and shore up, start shoring up this offensive line. I'd be happier with that and maybe still end up with, you know, like a Penix Jr. late in the first if we decided to move up to, to that position. Yeah, I do. I mean, a... I think all four of them are very good players um, me you know, too. from highlights that I've watched. Caleb, Caleb Williams has turned me off. Um, a bit Off now, the field. some of his antics, his stuff. Yeah, sure. the last thing we need in Washington is more antics. That's for sure. Um, but the rest of these, I mean, you talk about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman Trophy. I mean, he's done Stud. very, very well there in LSU. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys. I'm not sure that there's one that stands out that much taller uh, than the rest, in my opinion. But again, I'm no, I'm no uh, analyst. So yeah, I mean, I I, I love Penix. He's a um where we're from he's a tampa kid went to uh from dade city um so i love seeing him do oh, well wow. apparently I, d I don't know a whole lot about his past i know he started his college career in indiana and missed a couple of years because of knee surgeries so the yeah, rumor on ACL. him same acl twice yeah so apparently once he goes through this combine process they're worried that the doctors are not going to give him a good evaluation he could slip if i had to guess caleb because of just his prolific uh, just prestige and like, and, and kind of uh, what he's, he's so talented. He really is yes. so talented. He is like, he's like your, he, he looks like Mahomes, like literally yeah. physically, like as a person yeah. and his attributes on the football field. So yeah. I think that will probably get him drafted. Number one, Drake made to me could be a bigger Sam Howell. And that to me looks like Josh Allen um, and Jaden Daniels. Uh, very Good athletic point. Good comparison. runs the same system that Joe Burrow ran in LSU and you see what Joe Burrow has done in the NFL. It's going to be really exciting though. It doesn't matter what Washington does. There's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks. As I said, Bo Nix, I think completed like 70% of his passes at Oregon. Bo Nix is a really good football player. So going to be a lot of talk about these, uh, these quarterbacks, but I figured rather than running through the same uh, list of uh, one through yeah. four, as I've done the past six weeks, we'd uh, make it a little fun as we, we get ready for the postseason. Let's get ready for the, finale of the regular season we know we're going to have two teams in the playoffs let's start off with one of the two teams that uh, could possibly be a division winner and that is the philadelphia eagles traveling to new york 
to play the Giants again, as I said earlier, guys, the only team that that the uh, that the Eagles defeated in the month of December was the Giants, and that was barely. And that was with Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Tyrod Taylor, as I think we would all agree, uh, much safer. Uh, I don't know if he's going to wow us, but the Eagles' defense is just not good right now. So I would think uh, uh, Darius Slayton has had a really nice stretch here with Tyrod at quarterback. Darren Waller healthy in this game. Saquon Barkley hasn't had his best season, but still, you know, a, a, an elite athlete at the end of the day, we could say. And this uh, this Eagles pass rush, which has been nowhere to be found this year, I don't think gets a lot of sledding against Andrew Thomas and a uh, an angry Eagles, uh, excuse me, Giants offensive line. To me, the five and a half points is too much. I think the Eagles have to know in the back of their mind the Cowboys and Washington rivalry, anything can happen. So we are playing for the number two seed. So, guys, what we are saying is right now we have an opportunity in front of us where last season we were the number two seed in the NFC, and we went to San Francisco, we beat them in their house, and we went to the Super Bowl. The same thing can happen if we win this game. I think Nick Sirianni is not on the hot seat whatsoever. I think he has his guys ready to play. I cannot see them losing three straight going into the playoffs. I will take the Giants to play extremely competitive. But I've got the Eagles late Jake Elliott field goal, 30-28 to 28 Philly. How about you? Yeah, I see it pretty similarly. I mean, I just can't imagine. I, I feel like we said this a couple of times. We said it last week. I know at least I did against Arizona that Philadelphia is going to lose to another non-playoff team um, in poor fashion or even in a close game at this point, because to your point, like this is a team that had so much uh, as far as wins and, and big moments last year heading into the playoffs. And then, as you mentioned, I mean, arguably against San Fran, like the entire team was decimated. So kudos to them for getting a win against a, a completely broken San Fran team in the playoffs. But yeah, this this should be a launching point for the for the rest of their playoff uh, opportunities. Um, they've got to put something together here to kind of solidify and get some momentum going into these playoffs. Now, it's a division game. Um, I know it's not the rivalry that uh, Dallas and Washington, you know, once had, but it's a division game. So anything Absolutely. goes. You got to go on the road. I also agree with you that I think. I think it was six points when you sent it earlier, but now the line's five and a half. Either way, I, I agree. I think it's too much. Um, the way that Philly has struggled, I think, primes the the Giants to kind of say, hey, you know, it's the end of the year. This is the last game for us. We don't know what next season holds. Let's just go out there and give them hell, right? I mean, we're at home. This is our place. Let's just go out and have a good time and leave it all on the field. So, um, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked your call with the Lake Jake Elliott because – I don't see the Eagles coming out and dominating um, the way that they probably want to uh, yeah. for, for momentum purposes, but I do think um, they ultimately should win the game. So I agree. I'm going with you. Uh, Eagles 26, Giants 24. I mean, hopefully they get A.J. Brown involved. That guy has zero touchdowns the entire month of December. Um, DeAndre Swift. I don't know if Devontae is going to be healthy. Maybe Dallas Goddard had a touchdown last Goddard, week. Yep. They, need, they need a spark, man. Like, And there's a lot of leaders in that locker room. You look at the Jason Kelsey's and the Brandon Graham's, the Fletcher Cox's, like Lane Johnson. Like, 
they have like that's why like as much as like i dislike them like i almost like am rooting for a spark from philadelphia because yeah I just, it, they're, yeah they're so it's just been lackluster yeah it has and especially yes. when you talk about aj brown i mean we were gushing over him at the start of the season because it was just however how many games was it straight of 125 six. yards six straight yeah, like what happened i mean as much what? as we wanted to knock that they weren't running the same style of offense as they did last year whatever they were doing early on was working and now it has just seemed to be so messy um so yeah um we'll see man i mean i mean what happens if they lose and go into the playoffs oh on a third oh loss i think i think and this is we're getting ahead of ourselves right now if the philadelphia eagles lose this game and no matter what fashion it is it doesn't matter if it's th- it's six to three they will 100 percent lose in the first round of the playoffs and then and then nick sirianni's job might be on the line wow, because we yeah. talked to we talked about Doug Peterson. What a goddamn Super yeah. Bowl. Andy Reid was the NFC championship for like five straight years. Like they fire these people. Like yeah. this, like this ship could go down really oh, fast. God. So <laughs> stay tuned, folks. All right, buddy. I want to talk about my favorite game of the NFL season. You sent a uh, a very profound meme to the group chat earlier talking about how this former Dallas Cowboys Washington Redskins rivalry meant so much. I know you're thinking about Joe Gibbs and I'm thinking about Jimmy Johnson in these games and my gosh in the in the 90s uh Doug Williams is winning Super Bowls, and Troy Aikman's winning Super Bowls. These are there's so much historic greatness amongst this and it's not what we're looking at right now, at least at one side of the football. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Dallas Cowboys though, they do control the number 2 seed. But remember, John, last year the Dallas Cowboys had a chance to improve their playoff positioning. We headed to Washington in Week 18, and some kid who was a fifth-round draft pick named Sam Howell was going to start his first career game. And before I knew it, Sam Howell was putting his shoulder down and running over Trayvon Diggs, and the Washington (laughs) Commanders beat my Dallas Cowboys, and we had to go on the road to Tampa Bay. It's a lot different of a circumstance this year. I believe last year you guys were seven, eight, and one going to that game. And because you yeah. won, you were actually 500. Not the case this year. And the Cowboys, I think, are a better version of themselves, but that could just be uh, just being a homer. My favorite stat in the NFC East, I think, of all time, is that the NFC East has not had a repeat champion since the Philadelphia Eagles in 2003 and 2004. John, we're getting pretty old. We're getting pretty old, buddy. Yeah, dude. (laughs) We were in high school. We were juniors in high school. The last time a repeat champion happened in the NFC East. That's wild. And for for that reason alone, the Philadelphia Eagles will not repeat as division champs. The Dallas Cowboys will find a way to overcome the Washington Commanders. I think you guys play your hearts out. Terry McLaurin is about 50 yards away from uh getting a thousand you better bet your ass on all your prize picks and DraftKings. terry mclaurin is going to get his 50 yards he's going to get in the end zone i think the commanders play a hell of a game i think plus 13 and a half is absolutely ridiculous i think uh, i'll take the cowboys 27 to 23. um you know you guys might get a backdoor you know like i'm not saying it's going to be a close 27 to 23 it might be 27 to 17 with two minutes left but i think the commanders come to play Cowboys get the win, take the division, but I think it's going to be a fun game for all of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, so 
to your point, man, all the way back to high school, all the way back to middle school when like, you (laughs) know, when, when the idea essentially of this podcast probably started right before podcasts even existed, we just love to talk about, you know, the NFC East and, and especially that rivalry, because it still actually meant something back then, even though the commanders, the then Redskins were still a dwindling franchise. Well, not at that point, but we were headed into 20 years of what we didn't know was going to be misery with Dan Snyder, but just unfortunately (laughs) a lot of that luster is just completely gone. Now Um, the way this season is ending with the obvious departure at this point uh, of Ron Rivera, probably here on black Monday. um, And the fact that we don't really have anything outside of just, you know, home field kind of guts and glory last, last game of the season. Let's, you know, beat up on the Dallas Cowboys and try to ruin something for them. That goes a little, that goes a, a little ways um, when you've got like, I don't even want to culture is the wrong word, but when you have that rivalry and when you have that, um, that kind of anticipation, when you play a team like that, um, that, that goes a long way. And right now we don't have that. I mean, the Cowboys, to your point, the meme that I sent before, I mean, you guys have just been big brother to us for the last two, two decades, it feels like. So there just isn't, I mean, for you, I can't imagine that you look at Washington any season right now uh, and think, oh yeah, this is our division rival that we have to worry about. Now we do still play you guys close. And I will say, um, you know, I said the same comment about the Giants. It's the last game of the season. A lot of these guys um, are, you know, might be on contract years, might be trying to prove a point uh, for their play next year. Nobody wants to put anything bad on film. But it's leaning towards, from what I've read, that a lot of these uh, veteran Washington players may not even play. Um, Jonathan Allen's already been ruled out, I think, uh, or won't play. Um, Not as like a personal decision from him, but just as a coaching decision. Um, So back to your point about Sam Howell coming in late last year and, and making disruptions. There may be some players out there that are really getting a good opportunity to play a full game against a good Cowboys team and they want to make a name for themselves. So um, there's a lot of unknowns and anything can happen in the NFL, especially with these division games. I wish it was the rivalry that it once was. And I hope we can get back to that one day or build, build a new version of that. Um, But I just don't, I don't see us beating the Cowboys even at home. I do agree with you. I think the 13 points is a lot in the NFL. This is the second week in a row that the commanders are going to be uh, essentially two touchdown uh, underdogs at home. And that's just, if that doesn't speak to how, how far we've fallen, um, I don't know what does, but you guys are, are, are a well-rounded team still. Um, We've got obviously our issues at the quarterback position, the offensive line, uh, defensively it's going to be a funky game but um yeah i think your cowboys still come out on top man and uh i think that uh uh, we're going to keep up the trend and and i think uh, again this will probably be a springboard game for your cowboys and continue to build momentum for y'all headed into uh your first um first round playoff game which inevitably will be a loss and uh you guys will (laughs) keep up the dallas cowboy uh you know (laughs) Um, no, so I'll take, uh, I'll take your Cowboys. Um, let's go 20. What'd you say? What was your score? So I don't, I said 30, 28, 27 to, I don't even remember. What yeah. I something like that. Sure. So I'll say, uh, 31 to 21. Okay. 
So we both got a close game, certainly Washington plus the points. Guys, if the playoffs were to end today, it would be the Green Bay Packers who have a big game with the Bears traveling to uh, Cowboys Stadium. The Cowboys would have the number two seed, and it would be the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to uh, your hometown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I, I'm excited to have Jay Luds back on the pod uh, next week. And speaking of Jay Luds, he's going to be fired up. <laughs> oh, I tell he's going to be super fired up. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker will be ready. Uh, Jay Luds coming off of a great week. He went three and one last week to bring his record, as always, 27 and 27. My boy is always flirting with 500. <laughs> He's only got two games left in the regular season. Let's see if he can get over 500. Luds, let's go. Week 18, final week of the NFL season. Only a couple games this week to go over. As We we can clearly hear that uh, Jeff Ludlow is in traffic. So we, first of all, thank you for recording this. You're probably driving on US-19, and we hope that you got home safe. We got uh, two divisional games, I think. Most of the teams in the league uh, this final week are playing teams in their division, so um, should be an interesting week. I know there's probably going to be a lot of the playoff clinching team uh, probably going to have a lot of their starters, you know, maybe only playing the first half this week. So, you know, this this week's always a shit show when it comes to trying to pick the spreads and pick the winners. But, hey, we're finally here just on the playoff brink. Um, you know, now I'm actually kind of hoping that my Bucks play – play the Eagles next week, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. So getting into the two games, uh, first game, we'll, we'll start with Philly at the giants. I'll save this Dallas game for last, uh, Philly at the giants, you know, uh, Philly's actually playing to win. They want to win this division. So I do think their starters are going to play most of the game. Uh, Philly's favorite only by six, you know, a team that's been struggling, you know, they're on the road. I'm going to take Philly to win. Um, I'm going to go 28 to 23. And I'm going to take the Giants plus six. I think the Giants are got something to, to end the season. They want to hang their head, you know, didn't want to hang their head too low. They want to, you know, end the season on a high note. So, yeah, Giants plus six, um, 28-23. And then to, uh, to end the week, you know, we got Dallas at Washington. Uh, Cowboys, you know, they've looked good all year. Uh, not as good on the road. Uh, I'm going to same with this week, guys. I, you know, I'm this game. I apologize. Uh, I think Washington wants to end the season on a high note as well. I think that minus 13 uh, is a little bit high. And, you know, most of the time when these two teams play, it's a dogfight. So, you know, Dallas being on the road, I think uh, Dallas wins the game. But I'm going to go Washington plus 13. And uh, I'm actually going to go kind of a close score here. I'm going to go 24 21. Dallas squeaks out a field goal with uh, my boy Brandon Aubrey, and and they take the W. And they also, uh, I don't know, I'm sure B will explain it in this episode. I'm not sure if they both teams win, you know, who has the tiebreaker. I think Dallas actually will end up winning. winning. You're absolutely correct, Lutz. If we get the win, we will get the number two seed. In the uh, this division, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, upset parlay. Um, you know, with teams, like I said, you know, maybe some of these starters only playing the first half. I think that's why you see a lot of these lopsided spreads. Uh, but I think Kansas City gets it done. The Chargers, since they've lost uh, Justin Herbert, have been terrible. So I like Kansas City plus three and a half at L.A. 
And I like the Cleveland Browns, man. Stefanski, this guy should be coach of the year. Um, I like Cleveland plus seven at Cincinnati. Um, I'm sure Cleveland and Joe Flacco, you know, Flacco may be be sitting this week. I think that's why this spreads this way. But I still think Cleveland's a good enough team to beat Cincinnati. So Cleveland plus seven. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Can't wait to talk next week. Hopefully I'll be on live. We'll talk playoff football. And um, hope you guys have a good show. Thank you. Thanks, Luz, as always. We will make sure you are on live, brother. We will make sure that schedule works out. He was correct, guys. Uh, Joe Flacco will be sitting for the Cleveland Browns, so I think Jeff Driscoll will be starting a quarterback. If you just look at the the list of starting quarterbacks in the NFL, like Tyler Huntley starting for the Ravens. We got Sam Darnold for the Niners. We got Driscoll for the Browns. Like It's, uh, it's going to be a wonky week, as it always is, John. Um, any final thoughts though as we, as we put a bow on the regular season? Yeah, that one that that first uh that first uh, underdog parlay pick for for Luds, that kind of just took me off guard. The Chiefs are <laughs> underdogs to the Chargers. Yeah, because That's the Chiefs are Chiefs are starting Blaine Gabbert. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Um okay. Uh no, man, no final thoughts, man. It's been um it's been a rough year for my commanders, but ultimately, um, as this as this uh, postseason shakes out, um, you know, commanders fans, we got a lot to look forward to. Uh, we are going to be a juicy franchise for uh, any new general manager and head coach combination that wants to join the uh, the new regime. So, a lot of a ton of cap space, uh, high draft pick, um, possible quarterback uh, already in already in the room, um, and you're going to basically be able to you know, bring in your entire new staff and, and completely start fresh uh, with a new ownership group. So a lot to look forward to. It was a rough season. We kind of knew that it might be. Um, but B, going into the playoffs, man, uh, win, win, lose, or draw this week against the Commanders, man. Uh, I'll root for you. I won't root for the Cowboys. How about that? Okay. I'm cool with that. Um, <laughs> been a hell of a season. Um, we're, we're about to put a bow on season four. Of course, we'll be back next week to talk about the playoffs. Maybe we can get this thing going all the way to the Super Bowl like we did last year. Um, but thank you guys all for, all for listening. Um, hopefully, GVR can make it out next week. I know Luds will be on next week because the Bucks are going to be playing somebody in the division. And uh, yeah. the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys most likely will either be playing the Rams or or the uh, excuse me they're slipping my mind right now uh the packers uh and yes correct nfc yes which which i mean we we owe the packers for all those brutal Rodgers <laughs> losses we might have to we might have to see what uh all with uh max cruz is doing next week if, if it's a yeah. Green Bay versus dallas i'd love to, love to have him on but uh we appreciate you guys always um Regular season is done, but next week we will have a full plate of a wild card weekend, NFC East.